Coming up on today's Locked On Senators. Well, Josh Norris's season debut went about as well as anyone could have hoped, scoring two goals in the Sen 6-1 victory over Washington. So, what should season expectations be for Norris going forward? And whatever is in that ice-cold water at the CTC is causing the Sens to be red-hot with their third straight home win. How have they been so successful at home? We'll discuss that and... The best goalie in Senators history will get his flowers on Tuesday. That's all coming up on today's edition of the Locked On Senators podcast. It's your team every day. Your Locked On Senators, your daily podcast on the Ottawa Senators. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. I'm Jake Sanderson, and you're listening to Lockdown Senators Podcast. I'm Tim Stützle, and you're listening to the Lockdown Senators Podcast. Welcome to episode 898 of the Lockdown Senators Podcast. I'm Ross Levitan on the outskirts of enemy territory in Winnipeg, Manitoba. Alongside Brandon Pillar up in the Blue Mountains, you can follow Locked On Senators on social media. We're at Send Central on Twitter, LockedOn.Senators on Instagram. The show is free and available on all podcast platforms, including on YouTube, where a like, a subscription, and a comment go a long way to helping the show grow. You can also join us after every single Ottawa Senators game for the postcast. Today's episode is brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers can bet $5 in the U.S. and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Visit FanDuel.com slash locked on to get started. Today is Thursday, October 19th in Pilsy. Josh Norris's shoulder looked pretty good last night. That did not look like a hockey player that hasn't played a hockey game in 270 days. I mean... Two goals in your first game, your season debut, Drake Batherson and Josh Norris. The Drake and Josh connection was absolutely crispy, as Drake would say, and they made it look easy. That's absolutely sick. So sick, man. It was unbelievable watching the the puck movement on that first Norris goal. Like, it comes up top. It goes Sanderson, Stutzla, down low, round, right, and then back door. Like, it's not quite his office. It's a little bit closer to home. Place? He's working from home on that one. He really was. But man, was he as effective and efficient as any boss could hope when you're working without supervision. But man, he looked so good all game long. What I like to see the most, 11 faceoffs in 16 minutes. They weren't holding him back. He won five of them, under 50%, but that's okay. He looked confident. He looked calm. Took a hit from Ovechkin earlier in the game, and yep. I feel like that just got the ball rolling. Sounded like afterwards, like, this guy's ready to go, man. Yeah, he's he's back. Josh Norris is back. Uh, everyone, every player that did a post-game uh, scrum, they were all so excited for him. I think maybe people don't fully realize the grind of rehabbing. I mean, I'll put myself in that camp hand up. I've never had to rehab a serious injury, especially uh, something that long-term. And to just be so close to coming back and not quite ready and taking more precautionary uh, attempts to slow down Josh Norris coming back. He's skating, non-contact jersey, contact jersey, skating as a defenseman, skating as a winger, then finally practicing in full, and then finally making it to a game and then popping off like that. 
I, I just I feel so glad for Josh Norris. If there's anyone that deserves to have a night like that, it's him. And we keep saying 270 days, but really, and DJ Smith made this clear in his uh, pregame press conference where he's like, he only played three games. But before yeah. that, he was out another couple months. It was basically a year. Honestly. It was like October 22nd, if I'm not mistaken, during that initial five-game homestand they had last year that Josh Norris suffered the shoulder injury. So, so great to see him back. Our friend, Mark Mathot, who could be on the show tomorrow, said he's scoring 40 this year. You think that's possible? Absolutely. I mean, he scored 36 or 35 in 66 games a couple seasons ago. So if he can get up to that 70 game mark, now mind you, he's already missed a couple, but if he can stay healthy enough to hit 70, it's not that crazy to see Josh Norris as a 40 goal scorer. I'm going to set the tone or set the bar at 30 goals. I think that that's a little more reasonable. 40 would be great, but I think that's at the high end of things. I think that, you know, there's just special circumstances sometimes in hockey and always it feels like players come through in those moments to score big goals. Whether you're going up against a former team, you have a milestone game. We've seen that time and time again. Or a new baby. Watch out for the new babies. That's an ins- automatic goal next game. Yeah, so there's a lot of different things that can come into play. Or when you get traded. What do people think of the trade now? Two goals for Alex mm. Burrows, right? Like all, all these different things. It feels like players live up to the moment. It's what can you do afterwards? I always tell people, they're like, yeah, asking questions is so easy at press conferences, right? Yeah, I think that the average Joe could go one day and ask uh, questions, but how are you going to ask the same question 50 different ways so you're not bothering the person you're asking the question to day in, day out, like getting into the grind of doing it. So I'm going to be really interested to watching Josh Norris over the next two, three weeks. But man, if he can lift his line mates the way he did with Drake Batherson, who had two assists in that 6-1 win last night over Washington, man, it's going to just add so much depth to this forward crew. We're going to leave the Shane Pinto situation alone for today. We'll touch on that tomorrow with Mark Mathod and, and, you know, it has to be resolved sooner rather than later. But now that you at least have one of your two pivots in the middle to, to insulate Tim Stutzler with three assists, by the way, in yesterday's game, maybe the quietest three assist performance I've ever seen. But I just think that now all of a sudden you're looking at a situation where the Senators have some serious depth up front. Yeah, Josh Norris coming back and having a, a good, healthy showing like that really kind of puts a lot of that tension with no Pinto uh, being signed, puts a lot of that at ease with Sens fans because really Greg is looking pretty good in the spot where Shane Pinto probably would be. And then on your fourth line, whether it's Casty or Chartier, it doesn't really matter. Both those guys, Ross, uh, going 100% in the faceoff uh, dot as well. Chartier, four for four, Casty three for three. So they're getting it done in the dot. Um, I mentioned Josh Norris went five for 11. The dot, he played 16, 34 had three shots on goal plus one. And my, my favorite part, Pilsy, is that the haters of which there were many when Josh Norris signed his contract, uh, they said his shooting percentage is unsustainable. Well, he's shooting 66% this year. So what's up? <laughs> yeah, that's sustainable. But if you look it up, like back at Michigan, back in Belleville, he's always, the guy's a-, a shooter. He's a shooter. He's a shooter. And not a disher. Disher. Yeah, so exactly. You, you look at those two together, attach them at the hip, and away they go. But that's just been one piece of the puzzle to the Senator's success. It's been a team effort since coming home from Carolina. They haven't trailed in a game 
Heck, they have barely been tied in a game, scoring early and often against Philly, Tampa, and now against Washington. What's been the reason for that success? We'll discuss next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Mary J's. Mary J's is a locally owned cannabis dispensary in the Ottawa area. Mary J's started off with three best friends making a life-changing decision and opening their first door back in the day in Kingston. These guys grinded. They slept in air mattresses on the floor of the sales room just to make ends meet. And through hard work, grit, dedication and determination they now have four stores in the ottawa area and a store in Coburg. if you want to check out their stores in the ottawa area locations are in riverside south orleans Greeley, and russell mary j's offers the absolute best and newest products in the market with many new additions to the menu every single week mary j's has everything you need whether you're a grizzled vet or you're a rookie looking to try out some new products mary j's offers competitive pricing in fact Guys, they will price match any store in Ottawa. So that means you are guaranteed to get the best price around at a Mary J's location. And also, they got great customer service, the friendliest bud tenders in town who are always ready to help. One of the owners, Dashy, absolute beauty, diehard Sens fan. His favorite number is 18, not for Tim Stutza. He didn't just hop on the bandwagon, but for Mary and Hosa. So go to one of their stores. Meet one of their bud tenders, say what up to Dashy, talk about the Sens and all the great products that Mary J's has to offer. Just saying, number 18 for Senators history. I mean, he's not a Rob Murphy guy, Troy Millette, Patrick Traverse. We got to talk to Dashy about all that. But today's episode is also brought to you by the FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. You can make every moment more by visiting FanDuel. Snap into action. NFL season well underway. New customers in the USA get $200 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's $200 in bonus bets, win or lose. If you've been thinking about joining FanDuel, there's no better time to get in on the action. The app is so easy to use, and there's a wide range of betting options, including spreads, player pops, over, under, and more. My favorite? The same game parlays. So visit FanDuel.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season. Get into Sens mode and go to FanDuel. FanDuel, it's the official sports book of the Locked On Podcast Network. All right, Pilsy. Here we go. The Senators are three and one. Don't look now. I'll let you take a peek. The Senators are third in the National Hockey League in points behind Vegas and Colorado, the last two Stanley Cup champions. Not bad. And uh, Ross, I'm just loading the uh, standings here. Oh, first place in the Atlantic Division. You'll love to see that. Stop the count. Stop the count. Let's go. (laughs) Uh, Saturday is going to be wild because Detroit, we've set our piece on Detroit. They've gotten off to a hot start as well. They're 3-1. and one. Yeah, they have been pretty good, but uh, they haven't come to the nation's capital yet, uh, Ross. Uh, and just quickly before we move on, you did your FanDuel ad read. Pilsy's parlay did lose yesterday, so I'm 2-2. Two and two, But I would just like to point out, everyone kind of dunking on me for the game Ovi had. Alexander Ovechkin, anytime goals, and four-plus four shots were a part of my parlay. He had zero shots, so also zero goals. That was the first time in his career that he went back-to-back games without no shots. So that's that's what happens sometimes. With no shots. I think you had an accidental double negative there. 
You're so, you, said, say. you said uh, it's the first time in his career went back-to-back games without no shots. Oh, which would okay. not be true. He's probably done that a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, that, that was my uh, rural accent popping in there. A little, a little double negative uh, as Pilsy's parlay is double both, two and two on the season, which is still good, man, for parlay game, 50%. I'm I'm up in the money, so it's still good. Stick uh, around tomorrow for another parlay from Pilsy. Mm. But I want to get in to the Senators' dominant start because it has been dominant. They scored two minutes into the game against Philly. They scored seven minutes into the game against Tampa, and they scored four minutes into the game last night. Like This team, they haven't been trailing at all, and I think DJ Smith deserves a lot of credit, not only for the way this team has played, even the game against Carolina. They scored first. They got out to a lead, but that's a great team. Uh, the Carolina Hurricanes are a fantastic hockey team, and the Senators, I think, kind of learned how hard it was going to be game one of the season. So I'm happy for that loss. That's a good loss if we're going to really kind of spin things here. But what I also like about what DJ Smith has done this season is he's made adjustments. Year after year, we've been screaming at him, and he's made adjustments, but he's made them too late. Here, he realized that first power play unit wasn't crispy. Puts Jake Sanderson there. Jake Sanderson might be... First, second, third, best, most impactful defenseman in the league this season. I know it's a very small sample size, but he looks incredible. Another two-point game. He's got five points now in four games. Like, that move in particular, among others, that I'll let you kind of hit on. But to me, moving Sanderson up on that top power play showed that he's not willing to sit back and wait and wait and wait and say, oh, things will sort themselves out. He's been proactive, and it's really helped things out. Well, I think uh, I'll I'll give uh, DJ Smith some defense here. In the rebuilding years, when fans are screaming at him to make changes, the thing is, you're as a coach, you're probably only going to make changes if you believe there are better options. There was not better options for DJ Smith to make changes a lot of the times in years past. And when you're rebuilding, you can afford to go on stretches and be like, okay, let's give this a little more time. Let's see if this works it works itself out. But now they have the luxury of different, better options to try out and experiment. And they don't have the luxury of being like, well, if we lose three, four, five, six, seven games in a row, it's not that big of a deal. No, it's a huge deal. You need to figure things out and stop any kind of leaks or dripping or anything that doesn't look like it's properly uh, functioning. You got to stop that right away and you got to fix it. And I think putting Sanderson on the top unit was absolutely the right thing to do. The one thing I would look at next, Ross, although they weren't as much as an eyesore as they have been recently, is how long is the Thomas Shabbat on the right side going to last? I, st- I, I still like it wasn't brutal like it had been the last couple games yes- yesterday, but it's still something I don't think is going to be successful or sustainable long term. I think we could for unfortunate circumstances see it sooner rather than later because yeah true slap shot or it, it may have been a no it wasn't a slap shot it, it was it was like a sweeping kind of quick shot yeah you know, no, you're right a slap shot from Ovechkin he'd be in the hospital but uh, it, it ran up on Zub caught him in the ear we'll wait and see but uh, DJ Smith was on radio this morning and saying it doesn't seem like it's that bad so hopefully these Good. two days off will help because Artem Zubes looked like a new player this year as well. But now I'm starting to think it's like the Jake Sanderson effect where he just makes every player that he's with better. But no, that's not to take away from Zub. He's been great in the defensive zone, scored a goal last night. The fans are still, this is year four of Artem Zub. I mean, year one, there's no fans. So year three with fans, 
and they are still chanting Zub every single time he touches the puck. The the consistency is remarkable, and I appreciate it big time. Look how many players on the Ottawa Senators, seven if you're listening, are at or above a point per game. Well, eight actually because Norris has two goals in one game. But that is incredible. This team, offensively, they're clicking. Defensively, they've looked so much better. Like, you look at the Ottawa Senators from from years past. They were getting outshot all the time, and the only way they had a chance to win is if their goalie played better than the goalie at the other end. The Senators, in their three home games, have outshot their opponents in all three games, heavily in two of the three. The Senators have 98 shots on this three-game home stand. That's that's in itself, pretty impressive. That's like an average of 33 per game, math guy. And they've only given up 69, an average of way less. <laughs> well, and and Ross, like if you need any proof into that change, Brady Kachuk himself said it after the Tampa game. He said, look, it used to be like for my whole career here, Tampa would come in and put 40 shots on us and Forzy would have to stand on his head and we'd have to get lucky and get a couple bounces going our way. That is not what that looked like for when Ottawa played Tampa last time. Now, yes, I know no Vaz, you know Stamkos, but still, that's going up against a team that usually has their way with you and then flipping the script on them. And Brady Kachuk is noticing that and and is kind of proud enough to say, hey, we struggled before, but we're turning the page here. So you'll love to see that. Thomas Shabbat still leading the team in ice time, just a shade under 25 minutes a game. But that is a far cry from the 26-plus minutes he's averaged over the last number. Of- Sanderson's not higher, especially yeah. with all the special teams. Exactly. Yeah, no, that's something that over the course of the season will be higher. He will be a 25-minute-per-game defenseman. He just will. Fine by me. But he is so impactful. Like That, to me, is my biggest takeaway so far from the Senator season. I was joking about it on the postcast last night, but like it's not even really that much of a joke anymore. Jake Sanderson might be the best player from the 2020 draft. It's look, I'm not going to sit here and argue, Ross. I could say Tim Stutzler is the best. I could say Jake Sanderson's the best. I don't mind either way. They're both absolutely incredible players I mean, at Timmy, a young age. Timmy, and we said it was a quiet three assist night, but he's still making plays. Like there's some where he rags the puck behind. And he, he's like inviting the four checker. He's like, come here. I want to make you look dumb. And then he'll just spin off him and he's gone. Yeah. So uh, it's still tongue in cheek. Tim Stutz is an incredible talent. He's a superstar as first yes. coined right here. But when you, when you look at what Jake Sanderson can do, there is no doubt. They got the best forward and best defenseman in that draft. Like he is no doubt. He's incredible. He's incredible. Yeah. I, I don't even know how to expand on it too much. It's the skating. It's, it's the way he controls pace in the offensive zone. He skated an entire lap around the ozone. And then went a little pitch and catch with Zub and then sends it back to Zuby. He's like, no, you shoot it, Zuby, and Zuby scores. So it's incredible. It really is incredible. And I mean, I'd say last night was a quieter game from uh, from Shabbat and Chikrin, but that's all right. They still did their job. They were they were yep. caught. The pass that Shabbat made on the Giroud goal was incredible. Mm-hmm. We didn't talk about this on the, uh, the postcast. That was offside, right? I mean, that's as close to offside as you can get. It looked pretty offside. Yeah, but <laughs> it d- didn't make an impact either way. No, and, and because of that, the Senators were able to have six multi-point scores in that game. Giroux and Shabbat, or sorry, Giroux on that goal, allowing him goal and an assist for him in last night's game. So very, very impressive for for uh, for the Ottawa Senators. I think I had the wrong uh, ticker running, so people would be uh, chirping me for that one. 
all good. We've got the Craig Anderson story coming up on the other side. But over the last four games to start this season, what has impressed you the most? What's the one thing that you're like, wow, this is incredible? I feel like just the way the Ottawa Senators are able to cycle the puck in the offensive zone. Like maybe that's a random one, but that goal you mentioned, the the Zub goal where Timmy loops it around, uh, Sanderson to Zub a couple times back and forth. They do the switch. And I feel like in years past, Ross, the Senators were just working so hard just to get the puck towards the net and hope good things happen, which, hey, when you've got a less than talented roster, sometimes that's what you got to do. You, you get a good chance, you get a rebound, you create some chaos, hopefully bang in a garbage goal. But this team is so much better than that. And they need to start putting pressure on other teams, tiring out those lines and holding the puck in the ozone and being able to cycle and switch and make things difficult for the defenders. That's going to create so much more space. It's going to make things a lot easier. And they've done a good job of that without being too risky and turning the puck over. So uh, first thing that comes to my mind is the success they've had possessing and moving the puck in the offensive zone. Let us know in the comments. Where have the Sens impressed you most over the first three games of this homestand? But I do want to take the excitement down just a smidge because like I mentioned in the postcast, the Senators did win their first four home games. Oh, come on. What are you doing here, Ross? What What's the narrative for, for that comment? The narrative is this game against Detroit on Saturday is enormous. The yes, difference, it is a big one. The difference between four and one and three and two, it's more than one game. Come on. There's a more than one game difference there. Some would say okay. two. Okay. So you know, got to make it up as well. But no, in all seriousness, like divisional matchup, Detroit it's is. Huge. Detroit looks better than Buffalo. Buffalo is coming in here on Tuesday. We'll get into that storyline on the other side. But this game on Saturday is a must win. I'm stamping it. Must win game okay. for the Senators. Saturday, it's a matinee. Sens are 1-0 in matinees this year. 1-0 in must-win games as well. we got to keep the must-win game uh, record going as well. So 1-0 so far. 1-0. I will write that down right here. 1-0. and And it wasn't a win. It was an ass-kicking. Yeah. The Philadelphia Flyers. All right. We've seen some ass-kickings over the years for and against Craig Anderson. Unfortunately, the team was in a deep rebuild his last couple of years here. He was peppered in shots. If you're watching on YouTube, the ticker right there, this is the most wild Craig Anderson stat. He has 12,447 saves as a member of the Ottawa Senators, which is double anybody else in franchise history. He's the greatest goalie in franchise history. And Tuesday, he will be honored accordingly. That story is next. You're listening to Locked On Senators. Today's episode is brought to you by our friends over at Jace Medical. Jace Medical provides the Jace Case, which has five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use. All it takes to get a Jace case is fill out a simple online form and in some cases jump on a quick call with one of their board certified physicians. That sounds easy to me. Get ongoing care from their physicians on any treatment related questions. It's doctor created and doctor recommended. Guys, do not be caught unprepared. Everyone should be empowered to care for themselves and their loved ones during the unexpected. That's why Jace Medical offers the Jace Case. It's simple. Jace Case provides five life-saving antibiotics for emergency use and gives you peace of mind knowing that you're not just hoping that you have access to medication in, in an emergency. You've got it in hand and ready to go. They handle everything from the online evaluation to licensed pharmacy medication delivery and ongoing consultation and care. 
don't get caught unprepared. Save more than $360 by getting these life-saving antibiotics with Jace Medical Plus. Just for our listeners, you'll get an additional 20 bucks off by using code LOCKEDON at checkout on jacemedical.com. That's J-A-S-E medical.com, promo code LOCKEDON. Today's episode is also brought to you by Shawarma Palace. Go eat at Shawarma Palace today. You will not regret it. You can visit Shawarma Palace at any of their seven Ottawa locations. It's a local company that started with one little shop, and now it's a monster. Why? Because of the monster portions they provide, whether it's the sandwich or the platter pillsy, you can attest to this as well. They're unbelievable. Like we, however good we tell you, Shawarma Palace is, it's better. Ross, we were kicking ourselves that we didn't get Shawarma more than once on our trip. We only got there once, and we had it delivered by Uber Eats, nice and easy, right on your doorstep. And I handed you your platter and I picked it up with one hand. It was like, this is a two-hander. Like this is a heavy, heavy package that uh, you're going to have to take two attempts to finish. And it's delicious as ever. Go follow them on social media, Shawarma Palace Ottawa. They're always doing giveaways and you can see all of the locations that you can get Shawarma Palace. As Pilsy mentioned, exclusively on Uber Eats for delivery service. Go eat like a royal today. Go eat at Shawarma Palace. All right, Pilsy. So we've got uh, an update. The update is there is no update on Artem Zub. The Senators are just finishing up their skills session. Uh, they're breaking the team up into two groups today. Small skills with the coaching staff. Ben Sexton's out there. Daniel Alfredson is out there. Zach Burke is out there, as well as the development coaches, Jesse Winchester and Sean Donovan. So those uh, kind of a breakup for the schedule, right? They've got that today. They've got, I'm assuming, a practice tomorrow and then a must-win game Saturday against the Detroit Red Wings. I don't want to stay on this long, but it is worth noting, and we'll discuss maybe a bit tomorrow. Alex Dabrinkit currently leads the NHL in points with eight. So there's that. That in the back pocket. He's got an empty netter last night too, whatever. But it will be a fun matchup because the Ottawa Senators and Detroit Red Wings have both scored 19 goals in four games. That's a lot of offense. So I'm excited to see how that game goes on Saturday afternoon. After that game, of course, you can find us in the postcast on YouTube. Subscribe and put the bell on so you never miss a postcast here with Locked On Senators. Pilsy, we looked at the schedule when it came out. It was a 645 game against Buffalo on a Tuesday night. And then the NHL tried to throw a fast one at us saying, hey, Every team's playing on Tuesday night. We're staggering all the starts. It's going to be fantastic. Well, that was thinly veiled because there is a ceremony before the game. We knew it. As reported by Darren Drager, the Senators are going to sign Craig Anderson to a one-day contract for him to retire as a member of the Sens. I didn't realize he's doing part-time work right now for the Buffalo Sabres as he played for them last year. So it'll be cool for him to get that opportunity to, to have, you know, his last stop and his most important stop on his NHL journey being kind of put together here. But what more can you say about Craig Anderson other than the one word that sums it all up for me is beast mode. Yeah, he's the greatest goalie in Senators history. If you guys are watching on YouTube, Ross has all the stats uh, floating around on the ticker. Thank goodness he was able to get to 200 wins with the Sens. Uh, that was an awesome milestone for for him to hit. And 
yeah, it's it's great that yet again, this is another move by this new era of senators welcoming and embracing Sens alumni that need to be welcomed and embraced into the organization. So I can't wait for it. As a hashtag goalie-friendly show, we've always loved Andy, and uh, this is the recognition that he deserves. So about getting to 200 wins, I just looked it up, Pilsy, and he finished with 202. So I'm taking out the last two wins he got with Ottawa. Um, He had three wins in a 14-game span. That's just kind of what life was like with the Mm -hmm. Ottawa Senators back in 2019, 2020. So it was all but assured he was going to get to 200 wins with the Sen. So credit to him, man. That guy never complained, and all he did was stop pucks. So I, I'm just super happy for him. And it, it's unfortunate the the kind of team collapsed around him over those last couple of years. Like the amount of shots he was facing night in and night out was absurd. Like he had had, and it kind of affected his overall stats with the Senators. Because if you, if you look at it from um, his first six full seasons with the Senators, his goals against average, 2.83, 1.69, three on the dot, 2.49, 2.78, 2.28. Save percentage above 9.11 every year. Yep. And then in the last three years, it was 8.98 save percentage, 9.03, 9.02 with goals against well over three. Like that's just kind of, you know, what it was around him. But he was, he was a stud. He almost got that Vesna nomination during the, uh, during the uh, lockout shortened season back in 2012, 2013, when Ottawa had that playoff push where they beat Montreal in the first round. But he was incredible. Not only was he fourth in Vesna voting, Pilsy. He was 12th in heart voting. This guy was MVP yeah. material. Yeah, he that was his beast mode year, that's for sure. It was every other year too, right? It was like one year he was absolutely incredible. The next year he was good. Then he was absolutely incredible. Next year he was good. Then absolutely incredible. Like, l- listen to this. So he came over in the trade in 2011 for Brian Elliott. Some people are saying it's one of the greatest trades in Senators history. You can go check out the Ring of Honor for that one. But he had a 939 save percentage, okay? Unreal in 18 games. Very good. The next year was 914. Good. Then 941. Then 911. Then 923. 916. 926. Like, But I feel like, Ross, that was also the era where, and hey, show me a good goalie and I'll show you a good team. But the senators were also in their era of alternating good years and bad years. And I'm, I'm I'm sure that aligns probably pretty closely with Anderson's success. It really did. So it's going to be a great moment for him. I wonder if the contract includes a Corvette. I'm sure he tried to sneak one of those in there. He had him on his helmet for years. Yeah. Oh yeah. Andy's uh, he loves his car. So that's for sure. I, I honestly am convinced he only did the last couple seasons playing in the NHL to budget for his uh, love of cars and racing. So do you have one moment that stands out? And I'm sure we'll talk about this more on Tuesday as it happens, as they do, I'm sure, a press conference and all that. But is there one Craig Anderson moment that stands up above the rest? I mean, for me, it's got to be that game. He came back uh, after he spent a long time uh, away from hockey to be with his wife, Nicole, when she had cancer. Uh, a incredible story. Uh, she a- ends up fighting it and beating it, and uh, he comes back and gets a shutout in his first game. Like uh, you, you talked about it, Ross. Uh, it's it's these moments in hockey and not just hockey in sports where 
people rise up to the occasion and it always seems to work out and uh, produce a good story. And that was one of them. There wasn't a dry eye in the arena, even opposing players. Like I think Cam Talbot was one of the goalies he was up against that game because it was Edmonton, right? And I think Cam Talbot talked about that and being like, yeah, I talked to Andy after and it was it was really emotional. Lots of players from the Oilers were were so happy for him, even though they just lost 4 nothing. And here's here's a nice throwback and, and just or was it two nothing? I know it was a shutout. Oh, it was definitely a shutout. And like you said, like these are just the moments where guys yeah. come and play and they stand up. Um, I got to meet Nicole at Madison Square Garden. Yeah. Throwback. She called me out because I was rocking the Brian Five or Six merch. <laughs> um, she actually sent it to him. So he you can see the DM there. He sent it to me. Yep. He's like, Hey, here's the picture Nicole took. So she called us over and um uh, just a, a great family, just wanted to chat. His kids were there as well. So I just thought that was kind of cool and kind of expresses just how how great the family is that yeah. they're they're interactive. They so um really really nice family, and I'm glad that uh, that Ottawa will be able to, you know, put a put a, a proper stamp on the end of Craig Anderson's career because as people would remember, he left because like the COVID pause happened and then he left. Like there was no proper send-off for no. Craig Anderson and for what he's done. Like those numbers don't lie. 56 more wins than any goalie in Senators history. Over 6,000 more saves. Two less shutouts than uh, Patrick Aleem. Heck, he had the most points by a goalie in Ottawa Senators history with 11 assists. But you look at all of what he brought. It was the consistency, the stability. And Senators fans are hoping that this tandem here of Eunice Corpusalo and Anton Forsberg can together do what Craig Anderson did individually. And, and it just speaks to the old school mentality. Um, I love that you brought up that moment. That's very critical in here, Pilsy. I think my favorite part is just the overall old school style that he played with. One knee down, like skate up saves. Like he was yep. just old school hybrid kind of stand up, but a battler. I think that's how you describe the way he plays. He battled, never gave up on pucks, and made some highlight reel saves along the way. The video that they make, the Senators montage that they put in, is going to be must watch. Absolutely, yeah. We, we gotta, we gotta try to get Andy on the show, Ross. I want to get Nicole on the show too. I think both of them would be great. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, so credit to uh, the Senators for going out of their way and reaching out, making things right here, a mm -hmm. proper send-off for Craig Anderson. And credit for Craig Anderson for not holding any grudges because I feel like the way things ended uh, in Ottawa, he probably thought things could have been better. But uh, it's going to be really good, uh, a kumbaya on, uh, on Tuesday night when the Senators take on the Buffalo Sabres. But that game's critical on ice as well tomorrow. Unlocked on Senators. Mark Mathot, we're trying to nail down a time with him. If we do that, he'll join. Either way, we'll have a game day preview of the Saturday matinee. Oh, must win seasons here, Pilsy. Any final thoughts on today's show? Final thought for me is it was great to be back in the postcast. Um, I, I, the postcast is, is so weird because it's a virtual thing, but like when you see the classic postcast guys like, uh, uh, like Ali jumping in there, hot, hot lunch. Uh, Ke Kevin's always in the mix. Uh, Joe Bell getting in there. They're, like it's just like it's it's like a meeting of friends back again, and everyone's fired up to be there. So Joel that Knight, was so much Adam, fun. Joel Knight, Adam Rogers. What we're gonna name seven hundred people. That was one of our most attended yeah. postcasts. It was absolute blast. We appreciate every one of the citizens getting in there. Next couple ones, and maybe not Saturday afternoon game. Strange timing, but next week we'll make sure to do some after dark and getting in to all the comments that you guys have. But I think we did a good job yesterday of bringing them in and having them run on the bottom ticker as well. The postcast is great. If you haven't attended yep. one, 
definitely worth checking out. We also post the audio afterwards so you can catch up on the vibes or venting that happens after each and every Ottawa Senators game. We'll be back tomorrow with Matt to discuss what's going on this weekend in Sensland. But for today, we say goodbye. Have a great day, everyone. For Brandon Piller, I'm Ross Levitan. This has been the Locked On Senators podcast, your team every day.